Although I had the followers, the millions of dollars, and I had the exotic cars, and I had all these things, it got to a point where I finally got to just sit and look in the mirror and recognize that I wasn't happy, that those things weren't actually filling me up. Hello, beautiful beings. Welcome back to the Know Thyself podcast, where every single week we get the honor and privilege to sit down with an open heart, a brilliant mind, and sometimes a dear friend, which today is definitely the case. Gerard Adams is my guest today. He is an angel investor, a thought leader, a social entrepreneur, somebody who started a company called Elite Daily, and it you know quickly became one of the largest um, number one news sources for millennials. And in 2015, he got acquired for a lot of money. <laughs> and he since then has gone on really the, the, the path of inspiring and mentoring entrepreneurs through his academy and through his brand Leaders Create Leaders. And he's accomplished a lot in his young life, uh, the most of which recent, and he's probably most proud of, is he is a new father to a beautiful baby girl. And, you know, this this path that he's been on and I've been able to watch him really evolve and become somebody that I deeply re- admire and respect. Somebody He is somebody that is coming out with a new book, working title, F You Dad, Love You Dad right now. And he's going to be exploring the core blueprint of what it means to be a devoted father, lover, friend, and husband. And just on a personal note, Gerard is somebody that I really admire and respect and his ability to both be a business badass and also a heart-centered individual that really wants to show up and serve the planet to his greatest capability. He is somebody that is able to hold that that balance that most people um, aren't able to. And it's with that I deeply respect him. He's somebody that I feel is authentically showing up in service and he wears his heart on his sleeve. And I'm really excited to dive into this podcast today. We're going to be covering over many different topics. And I'm excited to see where this goes. It's definitely going to be filled with a lot of value. We're going to be going over looking looking at leadership through the lens of fatherhood. Um, what does it really mean to live a life of fulfillment? And what does it mean to be the leader of your lineage? So without further ado, Gerard, thank you for being here, bro. Mm, wow. Thank you so much, brother, for those beautiful words I receive. And that wasn't always the case. Mm-hmm. And so truly, um, I mean that. Thank you for those words and thank you for your friendship and mm-hmm. and for you, for creating this epic platform. I mean, like I know all of us, because myself included as someone who listens to it, it it's, so, it's so valuable and it's, it's fun. I hear the conversations and it's dynamic and it goes deep. And it's, uh, it's really beautiful. It's creating so much healing and inspiration. And I see you, brother. And, and I'm really grateful to be here. Like mm. the studio is so epic. And I'm um, excited to open my heart and share um, just what is, what is present right now yeah. um, in the hope that it will inspire someone listening. Yeah. And so thank, thank you, you so much. Received, received fully, man. Um, everything that you say and all the kind words that you share, I, I reflect back in you and just being able to see your journey over the past, you know, decade, two decades of creating empires and having the success, but 
over the past, you know, few years, I've really been able to see you go on the spiritual journey, not only just becoming a father more recently, but also just uh, shifting your priorities, I guess, and focus mm. towards healing yourself and the deepest parts that you weren't aware of previously to be able to show up at even deeper levels of service. Um, and so being able to see somebody that, you know, has made millions of dollars, gotten millions of views, you've had the, you know, the external success. I would actually like to start, what is one thing that you think most people would not realize that once you attain the success, the views, most people think that their ideal future is kind of after the achievement of a lot of these, you know, these external happenings and trappings. But being on the other side of it, now becoming a father, What's one thing that you think most people don't realize about actually attaining it and what it's like on the other side? Well, I mean, I feel like that's been my journey and I think the journey of so many others where success and even legacy has been defined by what we achieve externally. And for me, it took going after all of that and sacrificing all the things that actually were meaningful and that are the things that we we deeply are craving, like family and friendships and love and health and these things. And like, I thought it was cool to pretty much sacrifice those things to have these things externally, like the cars and the money and the, all of those things. And, and those things, you know, I love those things. Right. I still love those things, you yeah. know, like that have created joy in my life. Yeah. It's just not the driving factor anymore. And it took me kind of going on this journey of losing all of the things that were so meaningful to me, my friends, family, looking at me and being like, you know, it was hard for me to even pick up the phone to talk to my mom. I would sacrifice even like picking up the phone to talk to my own mother yeah. because of business or the next deal or the, you know, and it just, it got to a point in my life where I was pretty broken inside. Mm. And although I had the followers, although I had the millions of dollars and I had the exotic cars and I had all these things, it got to a point where I finally got to just sit and look in the mirror and recognize that I wasn't happy, mm-hmm. that those things weren't actually filling me up. Mm. And I just kept going. What's the next level, the next deal, the next thing thinking that that's what's going to create the success, the fulfillment and the happiness. And it just got to a point where I just had that moment with God and just basically just was like, what is, what is this all for? You know? And, um, and that kind of helped guide me one next step to thinking about purpose. I think a lot of people are out here especially this younger generation where it's, you know, we live in a new culture now where like when I grew up, I was out BMX biking and and super outdoors. And I was like, I remember when the internet was born, you know, like having dial up and just, I remember having a computer that didn't even have internet yet, like putting stickers all over my computer and like waiting for like, how am I going to learn to use this thing one day with this big, thick, compact thing that my dad had, (laughs) you know? And and kind of growing up into the evolution of of the internet and technology. And I see the, the generation now that it's growing up with that. I mean, having a daughter now, thinking about how I'm going to integrate that into her world and making sure that 
you know, I can be a role model for how to really live an authentic life and not to live a life that's based on what you feel is uh, what success needs to look like to yeah. be valued and to be loved. Yeah. And that took me a really long time to learn into my 30s. And so um, yeah, I think it's really important that that us as leaders now, we, we're thinking of not only ourselves, but the future generations. Yeah, amazing. Was there a specific catalyst that you want to share that really directed you down this path of purpose over the past few years? Was there, um, you know, you say that there was these periods where you felt broken and like there wasn't fulfillment in these external things that you were achieving and going after. Uh, was there one that stood out that stands out the most? Well, the one that really stands out for me was like the exit of Elite Daily. Mm. You know, like my identity was so tied to that. And so when it sold, I felt so scared. Mm. And because my identity was so tied to it that although on the outside, it's like, oh, this is like an entrepreneur's dream, sold a company, yeah. you know? And, and it was just like, and all of a sudden I'm now being put on this pedestal and and being asked to speak all over the world. And from the outside, it's like, this guy's got it all, yeah. you know? And it was cool. I'm being speaking on Egypt or, you know, in Silicon Valley and Madison Square Garden and all these places. And, and I loved the fact that like, now I can start building my brand. Uh, but my, I didn't know who I really was. And that, and again, that I was actually depressed inside. I wasn't really happy. Mm. And I felt that when the company sold, I was like, I don't know who I am without that company. Yeah. And so that was the, a real catalyst for me because I didn't want to sell the company I felt like we undersold it. I was like, I didn't want to let go of it. And so going through that process, going through those board meetings, I cried during the board meeting, the final board meeting, because I was like the last final vote with my two co-founders and everyone was like, no, we're, we're exiting. And I was like, no, this is giving a voice to a generation. It's bigger than mm. us and it's bigger than money. And I was attached. And so when it got down to it, um, I got threatened by a venture capitalist during that time to sell the company. And I was like, my co-founders were like, we're out. And, you know, one of my mentors was like, rule of thumb, like if your co-founders are out too, just surrender to that. And at first I basically uh, held on to so much resentment mm. and fear when that, when that happened. And it was actually the best thing that ever happened to me because it, it inspired me to go on this new journey of discovering myself beyond business. Mm. And so that was the biggest, I feel, catalyst. For yeah. Me. Amazing. Yeah. I think most people see that. And of course they desire a big exit. Like you sell your company for $50 million and all of a sudden one, a lot of resources become available to you. But then also, like you said, you put your identity in building something for so long that this is like, this is you, this is a part of you. And so letting go of that baby is uh could be difficult for sure but on the other side of that i think life was asking of you mm. a lot more yeah because i was really comfortable being behind the scenes yeah. you know, people that see me today on instagram and all that stuff they like, don't know that you know i'm coming up to my almost my uh, this is my 19th year as an entrepreneur mm. for the majority of my career i was behind the scenes you know i never felt worthy enough to really be the like out in the front and so i would be the mentor behind the scenes building these businesses and elite daily kind of was another way for me to be behind the scenes, giving a voice and telling all the stories, but never really owning my story. Yeah. 
And when that got let go, it was like, oh shit. It was like being naked. It was like, oh no. Like now I'm being called forth to own my fucking story. Yeah. And my story matters. Who am I? What have I gone through? And that's been an ever, I mean, even coming up into this podcast, there was like moments of feeling insecure, like deeply, like, you know, part of doing my hair the way that it is right now, like it's just been flexing and allowing myself. And that's where I feel like it's landed me in my purpose. I've been thinking about purpose. I consistently think about purpose. And as I've thought about it just over the last 24 hours, it was like, my purpose isn't out anything outside of me. It's success, purpose, it's not outside of me. It is internal. Mm-hmm. And like for me, at this point, my purpose is to simply be myself. To yeah. just be me. Yeah. To be G and give through being me, allow others to 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 be themselves. Yeah. To like help them to give themselves permission to embrace the insecurities, to embrace the imperfection. Yeah. And, and uh, and to to really honor their story, and so it's been really beautiful. And of course, that story has completely taken a whole new form now as I've stepped into fatherhood. Yeah, beautiful man. Yeah, I feel like since we're here, fatherhood it feels like to me and speak to it yourself. It's like one of the biggest initiations that you could ever go through in life as a man. You're going to be confronted with so many different limiting beliefs you have to become more to really be of service and show up as a father as a husband and man what is what does that journey look like for you and then also with you know over the past six years creating leaders create leaders somebody that's shown up as a leader in so many different businesses and groups and friendships why do you look at leadership through the lens of fatherhood and Mm -hmm. how does that go into the chapter of life you're in now yeah, that's a really great question. And, you know, it, it's it's been this beautiful process, this book. And of course, stepping into fatherhood, it's just been this beautiful ceremony for me and rite of passage for me. And even in hindsight, like when I look at Leaders Create Leaders over the last six years and I see the leader that, that I was and I started it compared to the leader I am now, it's... I was carrying still this part of me, even even starting Leaders Create Leaders that wanted to be seen, wanted to prove myself, thought that my purpose was like, let me go out and create and serve everything external, but like really not taking the time to look at the leader within. Yeah. And it was fun. It's been phenomenal work. And I like, I look back at the last six years, I'm like, damn, like I am you know, when it comes to the hustle, like I know how to hustle. I know how to ins- inspire and put myself out there in uh, being devoted to my my mission. Uh, and I feel that when I became a father, it really got me to slow the fuck down. As much as I felt this this purpose to own my story and to start leaders leaders after selling my company, I still was running on an operating system that was the hustle mentality, you know, even in service. Yeah. And that can happen so easily. You know, we still, we still can step into doing such phenomenal work in the world, serving the planet, serving humanity, but like still can be operating on that, that hustle mentality. And that was me, you know, still, it was still somewhat like team, no sleep. 
and not recognizing that like I needed to to take some time to allow myself to reflect on what I've gone through and and what I need to be able to truly be the most compassionate leader that I can possibly be and present leader that I that I desire to be as a as a father and so fatherhood caused me to really slow down and take a take a pause and I feel it allowed me to look at how I was still carrying so many wounds even to this day I'm still healing this book is a still this beautiful this this beautiful journey for me to continue to heal what I'm recognizing that has created uh so much pain and suffering uh throughout my life from craving my father's love mm. and how when I was young in how much I protected my dad you know because we can we can, we can want to protect the people especially family that is hurt that is that has hurt us right mm-hmm. and now I've gotten to a place where I've been able to say yeah I love my dad of course and I really take a moment to look at little Gerard and sit with the little Gerard that had a father that carried also a lot of pain and a lot of suffering and took out a lot of that pain, not knowing how to deal with it and took it out on me, Mm. you know? And that little Gerard that just like didn't understand, like to the point where, you know, feeling numb from my father, like hitting me with that belt, Mm -hmm. you know, and seeing the rage in his eyes. And like begging, like, like, just take me. Like, I don't know what else. I, I have nothing left, yeah. dad, you know? Mm-hmm. And like just feeling into that pain and feeling how that caused me to so badly want to perform to get my dad's love. And always feeling like no matter what, it would never be enough. That like, I'm going to be hit. Yeah. And I'm going to be... <laughs> You know, there's something wrong that, that's going to cause me to, and it created such fear, you know, that pe- that perpetuated in my whole life, like from being bullied as a young kid, getting jumped so many times, which caused me to join a gang, which created just so many cycles throughout my life of violence and anger, breakups and chasing the money and those things that to try to f- make my dad proud. Yeah to feel validated, to feel enough. Um, But really never giving myself an opportunity to like, to feel into what little Gerard had gone through and kind of like take the moment to look at how it affected my entire life and career. And then all of a sudden it was like coming into father, it was like, whoa, like thinking about my own child, I was like, oof. And then honoring, you know, honoring, the little boy inside of me and going through this process of also thinking about my lineage and the grandfathers and my dad and finally starting to open up conversations with him about his dad, which he never talked to me about. Mm. And it's just been this really beautiful, really, really beautiful process and something that I is really present. And I realize that so many, we're all children here. You know, we all want, we're all children here. And, and there's, there's so many of us that haven't given ourselves 
permission to really look at that father wound mm-hmm. and um, give ourselves an opportunity to give ourselves compassion through yeah. that and be with that and yeah. heal that and re- reestablish uh, a new relationship with the father, not just our biological father, but like father God yeah. and the, what the father archetype is. A lot of us, we don't necessarily need a child to come into the world to really step into that father archetype. And that was something that I even learned before Skyla was born. It was like, how do I start to step into that archetype now in the father that I want to become? Yeah. And looking at life and leadership in that way of devotion and like unwavering love and compassion and seeing how the world is changing. The old leader is kind of based on that old way that I see a lot of how fathers were that, you know, where we that created so much separation in war, mm-hmm. you know? And, um, and I think we're now in a new paradigm in, in the way that we are creating family in the way that in community and even the way that we're doing business that that old way doesn't work anymore. The way that we can love our child. I look at business as like a spiritual child. I look at, you know, everything through the lens of spirituality. And now even so as, as for me, the father, not just the father, but even the grandfather. And how can I nurture everything around me from that seek? How can I see Andre right now as the father? and the grandfather and all of the grandfathers that have come before you and the pain and the suffering and the all of the things that I've had to go they've had to go through for you to be in this chair right now in front of me hosting this beautiful space and platform and the healing that you're creating in the world and the impact that you're creating in the world is just so beautiful and like I see you and I see the grandfather in you and I see the all that has had to happen for you to be this this man that you are before me. And now it's like, look at what can be created from having such reverence for those those fathers and what mm-hmm. they've gone through, but also not carrying that pain anymore. Yeah. Like actually saying, hey, it stops with me. I get to choose a new way, an evolved way yeah. so that my kids don't have to carry that pain. Yeah. And they, my kids can actually not grow up having that and my and my child my daughter Skyla can grow up with knowing what a present father that loves her unwavering devoted to her and that will hold her and will see her and will challenge her but make sure that she knows that like no matter what I love her just as she is she has to do nothing for her to feel that she needs to prove herself to get to receive that love mm. simply just being her and and knowing what compassion and having affection and 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 the care and the caress of that father, um, just as much as he can be the protector and the provider. And I think that that's the way that we need leaders to run this world. Yeah, you know, it's it's that old way isn't working anymore. So I, I it's really called me to look at that and the way I run my teams now is that way. Like just having a conversation, getting into the humanity. Of like, hey, like, how are you? Like, what are your goals? What's your vision? Yeah. What do you want to create in the world? Right. What are you going through? Mm. Like, are you like, are you good? Yeah. Do you need anything? Like being the father to them. Yeah. And like seeing how much that lights them up and boom, you already know the, 
the productivity and the creativity and the, you know, the impact by you just really caring about your team, like mm. seeing a culture thrive like that from, from the lens of a devoted, compassionate father um, and, and looking at that as a devoted, compassionate leader, yeah. what can be created from that is, is unbelievable. And I think that is what I want to support leaders today in understanding because that is where legacy can be created, like true legacy, not legacy based on what you achieve, but legacy based on what you can keep alive, what you can preserve and the impact based on how you care about the people that you love in your life, mm. including this family, humanity. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> what a powerful, powerful answer, bro. That was, uh, that was amazing. I, I resonate so deeply with everything that you're saying. I think for people that aren't necessarily showing up as a father to a child at this period of their life that are listening right now, you're speaking to how important it is to heal the relationship that we have with our parents so that we don't carry that on. The memories can stay with us, but to be continued to be defined by them is going to pass it down. Paraphrasing, but Carl Jung said, we're tasked, we're tasked with the unfinished business of our parents. So this the relationship that we have with our father and with our mother, if we haven't reconciled a lot of these things that have you know created friction and resistance within our system, then we're going to pass it on to the next generation. So it's our work, as you're saying, to be show up as a leader and the initiation into responsibility mm. is so important, regardless if you're going to bear a child into this in this life or not. The responsibility to own your shit your light and your dark is going to make you that much more of an effective of a leader and as a father, as a friend, as a husband, as everybody in your life. And I love how you're speaking to the archetype of the devoted father and showing up in this, in this, um, taking the responsibility of your life to the, to the next level. And so, yeah, man, how is, how has that showed up for you? And how has it been this, as you've been healing this relationship with your own father, which doesn't necessarily require you to like speak with him and mm -hmm. work through things, but just like reconciling that energy within yourself allowed you to take responsibility and show up as who you want to be as a father for your, for your new baby. Yeah. Thank you for that beautiful reflection and transmission. Cause yeah, I love the way you articulate, <laughs> you know, things and, uh, yeah, it's cool. Like it, it's like once we can come into that that true responsibility, all of a sudden it's like we start to empower ourselves. It's like, yes, it doesn't define us. And it's like, okay, I can now actually be the compassionate father that my father even needed. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I'm actually healing things that I'm like, when I called my dad and I was like, yo, dad, like, I just want you to know I'm writing a book that's fuck you, dad, love you, dad, healing the father wound and becoming the leader of your lineage. And I just want you to hear it from me first. Mm. He was like, if that's what the world needs, and this is the way my dad's always been, mm. like, go. Wow. Like, go for it, son. Yeah. If that's what the world needs. And I see and I feel without even talking to him, I know he sees the healing that he's craved happening through me. And that's what happens a lot through our children. Yeah. And... um What's what's such an honor now is instead of it, def what it what it defined who I came, who I became, my personality, my identity, 
it allowed me to have so much reverence for what he's gone through and my grandfather's gone through and actually look at it with such gratitude to say, wow, what an honor it is for me to be the son, the great grandson that has the opportunity to honor my grandparents and my father and for all that they've had to go through and be able to now also have the responsibility to be the new torchbearer, what I call the new ancestor. Yeah. That actually gets to what an honor to heal to heal that trans transform that, so that the next evolution of our lineage can be even more conscious and evolved and from this place of love. And now, if you look at what I've already created, what Andre's already created, do you know what our children are going to be able to create? Like, how fucking cool is that? Like, we're all talking about the world going through some shit. Yes. And the world is in the fucking darkest place we I've ever seen. Like it isn't, we're going through a true period of darkness. And like, we are the new ancestors. And when we actually can take this responsibility and step into the new mothers and fathers that are truly healed ourselves, being the change ourselves, not yeah. so much from what do we need to do externally, but being it internally, truly being it within our own homes, within our own bodies, within our own spirits, right? Like now when we birth, now when we can consciously choose to birth a child, like what can be created with, like I'm so excited about what Skyla is going to create in Mm, this world. Me too. Like I'm so stoked about all of the children that 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 are coming into this world, man. Next, next level. And it's cool because I'm seeing the new dads and the new moms and the dads and the moms that are out here that are doing the fucking work. Like I, like I honor each and every one of you right now that is listening to this podcast right now, knowing that you are present and that you have taken and chosen to listen to the, this podcast and, have, and are in the work right now to heal your lineage and heal those wounds, knowing that you get to be the change and be the torchbearer for your kids and your great grandkids, thinking about the seventh generation principle, what's going to be created even beyond them, seven generations from now. That's how we're going to save humanity. And that's how we're going to create an be- even more beautiful world. Mm, man, so powerful. It feels like. For anyone that's listening, and then also just as a reflection for you, it's like, if your dad, if your father was the man you wanted him to be, you would not be the man you are today. And you are now given the opportunity to be a father to your father, to show up as compassionate and understanding and understanding the wounds and pain that he went through that led him to be who he is and make the decisions he has. I've worked through this as well with my own father. Very, we have very similar, mm. you know, energies there. When my parents split when I was eight, mm. and seeing you know certain things that that were you know happening in the household, and now starting to rekindle a relationship with him more in my life is it's healing for me to see him go through the healing and like to not hold grudge or resistance against him because he was going through his own suffering and he didn't know how to show up as maybe the most compassionate father or show up in in, in his healing because he just didn't have the right tools. And because his father and his father's father were in a completely different world and how they grew up and, and their ideas of masculine, masculinity and how to show up as, to, you know, and, and raise a family. And so the work that you're doing, man, like you're speaking to is impacted the, impacting the generations to come mm. with the family that you're creating. And it's so beautiful to be, you know, see you continue to do this work 
and show up in this way and to have these conversations with these cameras and mics in front of us that also give the listeners and watchers an invitation to fully take responsibility of all of their shadows, of all of their life, so they don't have to pass on, mm. you know, what has been transgressed upon them. Yeah. And so it's powerful and, work. And become the leader of your lineage. Yeah. Like, how cool is that? You get to become the torchbearer and the leader of your lineage. And thank you for sharing, Andre, about uh, opening up a little bit about what you've gone through with your parents and like how you're now like going through sim that similar journey with your dad because it's it really is special to be able to do that. And not everybody has that opportunity. And I think it's something also we get to to think of is like, wow, what a blessing for those of us that have the opportunity that not everybody ever that has to in this lifetime, if your father happens to be, whether alive or dead, you get to still be that. And if your father is still alive, how cool is it that you get to be the one who can now be compassionate towards him and to honor him and to help to heal that pain through you and have him to see that. I mean, I can only imagine how that could be, how that could feel for him, yeah. you know, when he's, when he's getting ready to transition and elevate, like how amazing that that part of his Dharma was that, that created this. Cause yeah. if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't be sitting here right now talking about this. I wouldn't be writing this book. I wouldn't become who I am. And, you know, recently in becoming a dad, there is this really cool, so many initiations, right? You were part of that, part mm -hmm. of one of the ceremonies that I went through in, in preparing me for fatherhood. And mm -hmm. we can speak about that. Um, and, and one of those for me, more in the 3D, was like, all of a sudden, my fiance, oh, like, shout out to Ashley. We'll speak about, you know, so much of this initiation and, and how I've, transitioned into how I see her now as the mother. Yeah. And so I love you, baby, so much. And when we were celebrating Skyla, one of the first things was like, okay, like my dad flies in, like your your parents fly in, my parents fly in. And I remember going out on the lake, we live on a lake in, in uh, North Carolina and we go out on this boat and it's me, my dad and Ashley's dad. Shout out to Chip. Chip's like fucking so cool, <laughs> like coolest dad. And it was a real powerful moment for me. We both, we all have cigars. And it was like, ooh, okay, cool. <laughs> like I'm being initiated into like dad life. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So I was like, you know, asking him for some advice. What did they learn? My dad, I have two beautiful sisters. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, Chip is raised Ashley. And yeah. so it's like, they have daughters. And it's like asking him for advice. But there was this moment on that boat where I felt initiated by them. And in that moment, I felt the permission divine permission to ask my dad about his dad, which all my life, if I asked my dad about his dad, it was like, we're not going there. Mm. Will not talk to me about it. Won't open up. He, we didn't go to his funeral. Like something really was there. Mm. And for the first time I felt that divine permission, I asked my dad, so dad, what did you learn from your dad? Cause I was where we were at with the conversation. And for the first time, my dad looked at me and I was like, oh, here we go. Like, is he <laughs> gonna answer it? And then he just looks at me and for the first time he cracked that door open mm. in 37 years for me. And God knows his whole, his whole life. Yeah. He cracked that door back open. And he's like, you know what? My dad taught me how to be tough. And 
That's all I needed, bro. Mm. I didn't need anything else, but just for him to just even crack that door open and offer that of, right? Like God knows what that meant mm-hmm. of how tough that really was, right? Cause yeah. I already know based on how much, what I went through, my dad caught me to be fucking tough. Yeah. And I'm so grateful for that. And it just was such a beautiful moment for me where I felt the healing in that for my dad to actually, he, I felt him come into a space of gratitude of it made him tough, yeah. you know? And it may not have looked exactly how he wanted that toughness to play out in his life. And it probably did because I know damn straight my dad has had to deal with a lot of fucking shit growing up in Newark. Yeah. New Jersey. He talks to me about all of that. When he, that was one of the things he talked to me about the book. He was like, yeah, well, we got to talk about the Nork dad too, because yeah. he grew up in those streets during riots and during, you know, a, a, a really tough era in his life with his dad, my grandfather being a, going to World War II, mm. went to war, you know, as a purple heart. I just found out my grandfather had a purple heart, mm. you know, and seeing a knife in my garage that my that was my grandfather's. God knows what he had to go through. And so it's just, it was a really beautiful part of this initiation. It was just a really beautiful moment that I saw my dad step into a moment of healing. And it was just like, oh, cool. Like, damn, you know, and it's, and we have the opportunity to create those spaces. Um, and, and also if, if not, like if it doesn't happen to like, I, I may never go any deeper with my father about that. Yeah. And I'm okay with that, mm. you know, because yeah. I've healed it within myself. For sure. And it's like healing it with your father is beautiful. Like if you have the ability to work with the person that there is trauma related to at all, that's beautiful. And it all lives within your body. So you can access access it at any moment. There's millions of different tools, whether it's plant medicine or breath work or meditation or movement or you know, song and dance. There's so many different ways in order to access the memories that are stored in our tissues and our body. And I was, you know, privileged to sit in, in one of your ceremonies where you got access to kind of a memory or a realization mm. of things that were holding you back in terms of being able to step into a father that you hadn't realized. And if you want to share, I think it's powerful to to go into that vulnerable space because mm. it. I think a lot of people can relate, and it's a you know it's a powerful part of your story. Yeah, no, thank you for the invitation. And it's so cool to come full circle because you were there um, and documented some of that. And it's like, wow, that was such a profound. And I want to just also give a shout out to Osria and Benjamin for creating the space. Their book, Becoming, is epic. Their movement, the work they're doing is just absolutely so beautiful. And I'm just so grateful for them calling me forth to step into a container with them to be able to heal what I didn't even know was still in my body and in my cells yeah. and all of that. I had no clue. And I went into this ceremony where I just surrendered, of course, like was just like full surrender. And, you know, we set intentions coming into these ceremonies. And I remember my intention being like, you know, sometimes I'll come in and I have like a direct type of intention. Like I'm, can you help me specifically with this? Yeah. Typically it doesn't really ever look that way. Right. Uh, similar to a business plan. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I remember this one being like in complete surrender, like, you know, source God, please uh, reveal to me what 
is within me that is a block that I need to that I need to heal. Just, yeah. just reveal that to me, whatever it may be. And oof, what a journey. I mean, I was in that journey and I never truly have ever felt shame like this in my life. The amount of shame that I felt from all of a sudden going through this journey. I just remember connecting to the divine and God just being like, okay, like you want to step into this next level and you do desire one day to have that family and to be with, with your partner as a, as a devoted father, a devoted husband, devoted man. Well, you remember this? And just opened up a door to this version of me that was carelessly having sex and being in relationships with women that was unhealthy and not conscious and getting them pregnant and having two abortions that I completely had tucked under the rug, like in a closet, like never really looking at them. And I remember when they happened feeling so scared one was when I was 17. One was when I was around 25. And I remember going to the place where you get an abortion and, and just waiting in the car. She wanted to go in and just waiting for her and just feeling, but I was so scared, yeah. so scared. Like, I'm not ready to have a child. I don't, you know, and scared as if, you know, if they even would say yes, that they wanted to have the child, what this would mean for my life. And like, just feeling so scared. Um, and it, it, I went through this entire process of that those souls, I've, I've never honored those souls, those children, those souls. And um, I went through recognizing those abortions and before really getting to myself of, of like offering compassion, it was like honoring and having compassion for those spirits and for those souls. And just simply just being like, I'm so sorry. And I see you, like I, I honor you. And, um, and just, and then, and then, and it just, I just felt the shame for those decisions and for going through that. And, um, I came out of that ceremony with like, oh, it was so hard for me to even open up about it because literally, of course, the perfect group, like I have a mother to my left. I have Benjamin, who's a dad, with Benjamin's daughter in the ceremony. Mm -hmm. And then an, another gentleman here who had a kid at 17 years old, mm -hmm. you know? And so it was just like the most perfect mirrors for me. Yeah. And so for me, when I came out of ceremony, like, well, you know, we're sharing for me to lift my head and talk about and own up to the fact that I've had abortions and the shame I felt for that, especially being next to a man who had the courage to have that child at 17 and a mother and then Benjamin and his daughter and Osria and there's just who is you know, a daughter. And it was yeah. just like, it was so difficult, but it was needed. And I honored those souls and it gave me the courage to now speak about it. Like, how important it is for us to be conscious. Like 
I just went and saw your friend Sadhguru recently, and he was talking about the fact of like how important it is for us to be conscious and bringing children into the world. Like we have a world with 9.8, whatever it is, billion. Like we're not an endangered species, he goes, right? Yeah. Like, so if it's like, if you're gonna bring a child into the world, like it's time we really truly be conscious in, in doing so. And I and for me, it was also like, I knew I wasn't truly ready and my child wasn't ready to choose me and, 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 and I, you know, what's the, my vessel wasn't truly open for a child and to step into becoming that devoted father. And not until I looked at that and healed that and honored those souls. And so that was one of many initiations that was, but I remember healing that shame and then coming into the compassion for little Gerard too, the younger Gerard, um, going through that and the, and the mothers and what they've gotten through those women and like, just like holding space for those women and what they had to go through as well. And that was uh, all a really, really powerful um, experience for me. Yeah. It feels like it was just a, it was an open loop where there was um, energy being drained without you realizing it. Mm -hmm. And it's in the accepting of yourself for all, for your whole path that you find more integrity and wholeness in you, no matter what you've done, whatever quote unquote perceived mistakes you've made or, you know, things that you wish you would have done differently. If you can find acceptance for the, and the compassion for yourself at that stage of your life or who you were and the resources that you had and the mindset that you had and that it all led you to the place where you're at now. Yeah is then you can find gratitude for it and it, then you close the loop and it's not like it's like a tab on your windows browser you know google chrome where you close it and it's draining less energy now mm -hmm. and then you get to show up fully more of you who is inherently compassionate who is inherently conscious and aware of the decisions that he makes and all the different things and so um thank you for sharing that it's yeah powerful. definitely and i think that was like that's why i, I love plant medicine as a teacher for me because it has it has helped me to guide me into opening up some of these doors that I don't recognize are in my subconscious that I'm holding on to and that are still in my body. Right. And allowing me to go into those those areas and create the space and heal that. And so it, it's just I'm so grateful. So how is it full circle now like the act of birth and bringing your daughter into the world. What was that actually like? What did it feel like oh. energetically to become a father actually? Oh, my God, it is like the fucking greatest thing in the world. I remember um, here, like, <laughs> it's like one of my boys or something. And like, he, uh, we were like on a call and he was just like sharing with me like his, about his business. Like he just, you know, he had this huge breakthrough in his business. He was like, yo, there's nothing better than like this breakthrough in my <laughs> business. And I remember being like that, you know, yeah, like yeah. business was like having a, a huge moment, monumental moment. Um, and he's like, there's nothing better. And I was like, oh no, there's something better. Bro. <laughs> like the birth of your child is the greatest day of your life. Mm. And it just culminates everything. And it's like, whoa it just centers you and grounds you into the the true essence of why we are here which is life itself you know and the miracle of life and then bringing you back to the 
nature of who we really are, these miracles, and the fact that we have the ability to create miracles. And then you just see that happen in this form and you see this goddess, this woman, this, this unbelievable divine portal of God itself that is able to bring life into, into this world. And, and then you're like, oh, like I, I co-created this. And it was just, so Ashley was so cool. She like helped desensitize me. Like she would help me watch. She would get me watching videos, yeah. watching videos, watching videos, watching videos. And like our birth was, a, was really beautiful because it was, um, it was, it's our story, you know, like we planned on a home birth and she's, she, she really uh, just prepared to create such the, the per most beautiful, perfect home, like place. And we, uh, Ash Ashley's life got to a point where it was at risk and there were some blood clots and, and I had to make a decision as a man. Mm -hmm. And I said, it's not worth risking your life or our child's life. And surrendering to going to Western medicine, which we didn't want to, but that was like a beautiful transition for us because I remember when Ashley got there, she was like, I'm so sorry. Like, I'm sorry. I'm like, honey, there's nothing to be sorry about. Mm. Like, think about how grateful we get to be that yes, we wanted to have this homework, but like we have people here to take care of us and I'm gonna hold the line. This yeah. is gonna be our way. You know, this is, and and setting that up and holding the line as a man for her and and protecting and and and, and holding her to know it's gonna be okay. And, and all the desensitizing videos got me prepared for this <laughs> moment where like all of a sudden we're going through this process. She'll share more. Ashley's getting ready to, f to share like the full story. Yeah. So get ready for that on her podcast. And so I don't want to take it all. Mm -hmm. um, but there was this, the, the, that moment where then the doctor's like, okay, dad, she's here. Do you like, she's, she's coming. She's coming. You can see her. She's almost here. Like, do you want to? And I remember in a minute being like, oh, it's that. Do I really want this? And I was like, <laughs> I'm prepared for this. Yeah. Yes. And I just went and looked and, oh my God, just seeing this beautiful soul coming earth side. I was like, <gasps> like, it's just the most unbelievable thing to witness. And then as a dad, it was like, as she came out, it was just like instantly, like I had snot to my knees. I'm poor and crying. I'm hysterical. And just like, oh, my little girl, like you're okay. You're safe, honey. And um, checking her fingers, like she has five, five fingers. She has five toes. Like she's good. <laughs> and then bringing her to the mother. And I just remember being like, you're so beautiful. You're so beautiful. You're okay, honey. And as soon as she heard my voice, she just stopped crying. Mm. You know, and it just was like, oh, yes. Because all the moments singing to the to the womb and, and holding the womb and talking to her in the womb. And it was just like that connection. I just felt it with her. Mm -hmm. And um, and it was just the most beautiful, beautiful. The first moment of holding my little girl, bare skin on my chest. And it just was like the most, the biggest blessing of my life. Like, Everything else is 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 like is extra, is dessert. Doing this and sharing my story and yeah. is all these things is it's 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 extra. It's overflowing, but the the joy of becoming a father or mother to a child and now being able to nurture that 
that's that child's soul and yeah. see that 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 oh, it's like every day like it's just it's every single day now is this even more of a miracle mm. so beautiful man so happy for you so thanks, proud man. so proud thanks bro can't wait to see this beautiful family blossom and the man that you're becoming by virtue of it is uh is so exciting for the world to receive and for me to see so thank you man mm. so beautiful now You've been uh, you've been writing this book, and mm-hmm. I'm sure anytime for anybody who's written a book um, and really dissected their journey and seen the path that they've gone on, they have to examine all the things that have made them who they are today and the insights they've gleaned from it. Um, yeah, how have you raised? How is your consciousness raised by virtue of writing a book? And what has been mm-hmm. your experience of pouring yourself into a book and how that's been revealing for you? Yeah, it's been like so revealing and. Writing a book is, I text Aubrey and I was like, I'm writing my first book. I figured it, it's come, you know, like it was like divi- just divine that way that it hit. I was in Peru and going through a ceremony and I came out and it was just so clear. And I remember being called to write about ancestral leadership mm-hmm. is what came through. It was like, it was called through ant- this this idea of ancestry and, and, and coming through this lens of the devoted father and, and, I remember shit texting Aubrey and it was just like, I got it. He was like, all right, this is your first galley. And I was like, what the fuck's a galley? (laughs) (laughs) Aubrey's got the best words. And so I look it up and it was like, oh, cool. It's like this huge ship, you know, where everyone's rowing and it's like, Mm. you know, you're going in a direction and it's, you know, you're on this quest and it's how it feels for me. And it's, it's tough and it's exposing parts of me and it's all like, it's healing, it's scary, you know, the insecurity comes up even, you know, again, I, m- I mentioned coming here, you know, it's just like, oh, who am I to, to talk about? I just became a dad, like, you know, like, <laughs> and, and who am I to share about all this idea of, of devoted, becoming a devoted father or ancestry and these, these little, little insecurities come back up and, you know, it's just beautiful. I just, it allows me to continue to come back into just, the authenticity, like what matters is not, you know, how perfect the chapters are, or the title or, yeah. you know, the, the, the assignments in it and how practical it is and how the reader, you know, is able to understand it all. Like, yeah, all that stuff matters, but really what matters is like that it's my truth yeah. and that I can just be vulnerable and express truly what that journey is for me and, um, and so it's been, it's just been really, really beautiful. And it's, uh, it's getting me to step more in my artistry, like beyond social media for a really long time. I've kind of been like, all right, like I love building a personal brand. Personal brand is so dope. I will continue, but you know, I want to step into the next level of what it means for me to be an artist. Yeah. And for me, that's like going more with depth than with for yeah. a long time. It was like, you know, keeping up with the reels and the TikTok video. And then recently it's been like, you know, I kind of want to slow that down and not worry about quantity and and views and any of that. Like I want my work to be something that I, that like I am taking my time yeah. and it's done as a piece of art that like, if I'm not guaranteed tomorrow, but when I die, this book will be an heirloom yeah. and will be something that I can truly leave as a beautiful uh artifact of my legacy yeah powerful it's definitely an offering for your lineage it's like i just think of how 
really disconnected from my ancestry, like even just two generations back. I don't know my grandfather's story or his father or his father. Like, and it's so interesting, the more I've developed a relationship with my own father or, you know, begun to and like seeing myself in him and like the brilliance of his mind and his, his musical capabilities and like things that genetically just get passed on. It's like, it would be so imagine having like a last supper or like a big Ooh, dinner with yeah, all yeah. your ancestry at a table. How wild that would so be. So check this out. I've been thinking about building this idea. Cause it's like, you know, it's so cool to look at how things are advancing with technology. Yeah. Like I, I, I fucking web three. I'm like, so lit. Yeah. I'm like, yo, like <laughs> I haven't been this excited about the internet since the internet was born. Right, right. Like web three is super fucking dope. Yeah. And it reminds me of like fucking when I got into stocks, like penny stock. It's just like there's there's all this shit. You know, there's a lot of scam and there's a lot of ways that that also it's being used in a way to, yeah. you know, that, of course. And it's really cool to play. It's a playground. It's like, yeah. how can we play in this going into that world, right? And I'm like, what about a, leg, a, le, a metaverse that has an, like, you know, the Akashic Records, that is a new way of capturing legacy mm -hmm. where you and I can go in and create an avatar of us that's truly us that now my aunts, my the future generations, my yeah. great, great, great grandkids can actually feel like they're in this room with us right now yeah. and experience us as we are now, right now in the metaverse and gain our wisdom. Yeah. Not just like an old, like I wish I just had journals from my great grandparents. Right. Like I love journaling. I'm like, yeah, I'm leaving these journals. I'm leaving my book. But like, what I want to say is like, let's take legacy to the next level. Let's take our wills and legacy to the web three space. And like, actually now you can come into the metaverse and sit with great grandpa Gerard, yeah. great, great grandpa Andre, and like fucking see who you are right now yeah. in your, in your thirties and like fucking like gain wisdom from you. Yeah. Like how cool would that be? So epic, man. So, so powerful. Like I, I want, you know, I want to like, for sure, over the next year, like interview, interview my parents, anybody that's alive in mm. my ancestry and the best of their ability to give me the recollection of their ancestors and, and like their father and mother and their like where they came from, their story as much as they know. Mm -hmm. But like nobody up until this point has been given the opportunity to really be a leader of your lineage because of the technology and how connected we are now and the ability to actually capture capture this stuff, whether it's in web three or literally just filming, sit down yeah. interview and, and, you know, getting, um, the stories. Of, oh yes. Be, I did that with my grandfather. Mm. He turned a hundred years old Whoa. and I show up to his home in, uh, in, uh, uh, Bronzeville, Texas with my, with digital Jeff, shout out to digital Jeff. He was my co-creator of leaders, create leaders, the show six years. We traveled the world together interviewing epic minds. Mm -hmm. Um, and digital Jeff shows up with me with the camera yeah. and my grandfather at hundred years old was like, what the fuck are you <laughs> trying to film me right now? You know, he's got the oxygen tank and everything. I was like, oh my God. And I was like feeling the judgment, like, it really wasn't the judgment of my family. It was my inner judgment of like what my family was going to think with me showing up to document this. Right. In hindsight, my family is so grateful that I have a video getting advice from my grandfather at a hundred years old and he passed away at a hundred years old. Wow. You know, and I got, I have a video with my mother. And so like, if you're listening to this, highly recommend taking that advice from Andre where like, whatever it looks like, I gave my mom and my dad for now, these like, there's this cool thing on Amazon where you, there's these books that are already out there that like, um, 
it's something like your mom's story, your dad's story. And it's, it's kind of a guided journal prompt mm-hmm. book where they can write. And my mom's been doing it, filling it out, like how she grew up cool. and like think what are her favorite flowers and boom, 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 boom. And it's like, yeah, like we have the ability to start that now yeah. with our, with our family. Um, and we get to also take it to a whole new level as the leader of our lineage. Yeah. Powerful man. That's that's epic. That's so that's so cool that you actually did that and took took the initiative to do that. It's powerful. Yeah, it's man. on YouTube if you guys want to check it out. Yeah. It's uh dude, it's it's awesome to see like you've made so much content, first of all. Like you've made so much content and you've shown up so powerful, powerfully as an interviewer and as a content creator. And even just to what you spoke to earlier, you know, the shout out to the vulnerability of even acknowledging and saying that, you know, there's like these nerves or like there's these inner critics. Yeah. It's so much more powerful to show up in a space instead of feeling that and having a veneer of coming across as you're unshaken and you're you know, this perfectionist kind of mm-hmm. um, persona that you could place or show up vulnerably in like, it can it creates a deeper level of intimacy and connection with the audience, with the host, with all of it. If you like speak into that, and then it also kind of just you know helps it fade away as well because it's not a truth. It might just feel like your reality in the moment, but you're somebody that's deeply authentic and sharing things like that. That most people would think after doing so much content and interviewing so many brilliant minds that you you know it, it's good to hear that mm. you still have these you know inner conflicts Mm -hmm. Um, for people to hear that and see that you know once you achieve the success or the views and the money these things just don't go away and so it it helps people find i think Mm -hmm. a deeper acceptance of their own path and to be compassionate towards themselves no matter what they may be going through or feeling Mm -hmm. yeah thank you brother so much for that reflection and it's definitely wasn't always the case so much of if you go back on my instagram you go to youtube so much was the g that was trying to be perfect so badly wanting to be liked, so badly wanting to be validated, wanting to be loved. And, oh man, I look at that G and I'm, I'm in a process now of con- just like still like just like honoring that part of me. And really for the first time, you know, over these, over this, even like last year, like I named my little Gerard Jeezy, you know, and I'm like, I'm like embracing Jeezy again. That's why my hair is all fucking neon colors yeah, and just sick, like by the way <laughs> thank you thank you and i'm just like integrating jeezy and playing like we get to fucking play we get to play and we take this shit so fucking serious and it's like we are all children mm-hmm. you know what i mean it's like yo let's just fucking play <laughs> yes shit is serious yes we get to lead yes we have a big responsibility here we get to play a big game for sure and it's like what makes it all f- fun and the, is the joy of just being yourself. Mm-hmm. Let it all, just let it ride, yeah. you know, and own up to, you know, just the, yeah, the vulnerability, the reality that like, you know, Harvard did a study and it's like been proven that the majority of, of humanity, I think it's like over 80% it, it ha- cares. I would probably say it's everyone cares what people think of themselves. Right. So it's okay. Like, cool. We do. We care. Yeah. We care what people think. And it doesn't have to run our fucking life. Yeah. You don't, you can just have the awareness of that yeah. and choose. Like I now have that awareness where like, for instance, when like I had friends come over my crib, I caught myself like fixing up my crib and I'm like, okay, hmm, am I fixing up my crib? Because I care about the crib looking a certain way for right. when my friends get here. Or am I fixing up my crib because I actually give a shit about my crib looking 
yeah. you know, kind of dope and yeah. like make sure it's clean. And yeah. it makes me feel better about right. myself. Like that I that I take care of this because I value it. Yeah. And it's like just having those little awarenesses, you know, and, and now I didn't have that in the past. I was running on needing to be validated. And now I come on a podcast. I'm like, all right, the truth is, Andre, like I'm a little fucking scared. I'm, <laughs> I'm a little insecure. You know, I haven't really talked about this yet. You're the first podcast of me really like opening up about the book and opening up about the title and, yeah. you know, my journey. Um, and I feel like that you're right, bro. That is what creates connection. That is what creates true influence. It's not the followers. It's not the likes. It's not how fucking cool it all looks and perfect. It is truly like we are now as the new ancestors, the new fucking cool is vulnerability, is authenticity. And so just allow that to sit sit with that. It's powerful. It's it's the path of integration. I, I love how you spoke to like, it's so important that you're doing the work, you're you know taking responsibility for your life, you're becoming a leader of your lineage, you're healing the inner trauma. And it's like, if you don't learn to like have the pendulum swing and smile throughout the process, man, it's like, what are we doing here? It's like, we're mm-hmm. here in this limited time. Humanity in general is in this fraction of history of the billions of years that earth has existed and really civilization the past like 5,000 years since the earliest writing. Like we are a blimp yeah. in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. And it, it can be solipsistic to really focus and, and have this tunnel vision of narrow um, pointed focus of healing thyself, of knowing thyself. It's so important. And when you do the work, you realize that your sense of self expands to more and more and you become somebody that's more connected to nature and others. And it becomes left less about self as an individual and more about self as a collective. And, and that's such a, such a powerful, powerful realization. Yeah. Yeah, thank you, brother. Because I, as I listen to more and more of your episodes, it's like I really see how that is that message is continuing to be weaved a lot through through you because that's who you are. And I think that that is something beautiful that you're able to dance in that play, in that joy, allowing yourself to like. You're such a gorgeous artist, man. Like your your guys, you got to see the way that the intention and the art throughout the home. Just everything you know about you is 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 absolutely beautiful art. You're fun, playful. You get shit done though too. You know you're playing a big fucking game, and you're stepping into even more of like you're creating a a a, of true legacy that's going to be felt for be way beyond this time. Thank you. Line, and so you know it's it's cool to to that's the that's the dance we get to play with. We get to we get to play. And let her inner child play, and um, enjoy the enjoy the process, and not be so addicted and attached to the outcomes and the the achievement. Yeah, um, letting that letting that all go because that that's not what's actually going to uh, be remembered, you know, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be how you made people feel. Yeah. Right? Not to be too cliche, but it's going to be how you make people feel. And it's going to be, and it's like, it's your life. That's it. It's yours. You only have one of them. Yeah. And so much, this hair, this tie-dye hair, okay? <laughs> this neon fucking hair. You guys haven't, you got to check out, you know, the real or the you know, YouTube video. Is because when I was a kid, I was probably 10 years old. And I would go down to the basement. My older sister, Cynthia, shout out to Sit. I love you, Cynthia. 
the mother of my two nephews, Jacob, Owen, and my beautiful goddaughter, Kira, whose birthday was just yesterday. Love you, Kira. And I would, as a little kid, 10 years old, I would go downstairs and see Cynthia doing neon hair to her uh, gay best friend, Emilio, and being like, oh my God, that looks so fucking cool, but never feeling, I feeling so insecure of what that but what that would mean for me yeah. if I got that, that I would be gay, that I would be this, you know, be made fun of and right. all these things, you know what I mean? And yeah. it was like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> no, like, yeah. and so like allowing myself to just fully embrace that side of me, yeah. you know, like embrace this. The, and so this is something I've been wanting to do that I've waited close to 30 years to do. Oh, wow. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Amazing, bro. You know, and it's like, I'm alive. And it's been so nice, man, to to get back into doing the things that I really have always enjoyed when I was a young kid or yeah. I wanted to do as a young kid and doing that now as a dad. Um, and I'm looking forward to doing more of that with Sky. Mm, so good. It's beautiful. I feel like when you, when you bring a child into this world, it's an invitation to bring your own child back into the world. It's like, I think Sadhguru says all the time, he's like, we're not here to teach our children. They're here to teach us, you know? And mm. it's a beautiful invitation to allow the child and the children, the child back in us to come back out into the world. And so it's exciting, man. Um, it's it's so exciting. We're both going to Burning Man soon for Ooh, the first time. Let's go. <laughs> it's going to be fun. <laughs> Live it up, bro. The self-expression. I'm just, mm. we've both never have gone before. So Yeah, <laughs> definitely. I think that's what I'm most excited about is seeing so much of this authentic expression. Yeah like what what a world could look like where everyone just allows themselves to be yeah. themselves and to have fun in whatever way that looks like today for you um that's going to be really really dope i yeah. think we can all learn something from from that concept whether we go or not yeah and what, what would the world what would the world look like in a world where everyone just got to just be themselves and we can just love them just as that yeah and accept them for that yeah. I always say that in order to fully express yourself, you must first fully accept yourself. Mm. So true. So true. That's so beautiful, man. Thank you. Thank you for doing the work. Thank you for the reflection you shared earlier. Also, like fully receive that, bro. I, I appreciate mm. you so much. And I uh you you're equally as an, an inspiration to me, man, and the and what you're able to create when I said in the beginning, the balance that is so rare to find somebody that can create in the 3D and build epic infrastructure, but also be a heart-centered leader and like how rare that is in the world. And so what you see in me, I reflect fully back in you, man. And um mm. I'm just excited. I feel like our journeys and our stories are just really beginning and what we're here to create and do and collaborate is going to be really beautiful and the impact that it can have in the world and the fun that we can have along the journey. Um, this whole process of becoming a father of you slowing down internally and enjoying the process and smelling the roses, you know, as cliche as it is, these cliche things are cliche because they're freaking true. <laughs> and, um, and so it's been beautiful for you to see. And I can just, you know, even seeing some of your content from six, seven years ago to who you are and how I feel you now in this moment is uh, just much more present, slower, less needing a validation externally, authentically, honestly showing up how you truly are. Mm. And the world needs more authentic, honest leadership. Mm -hmm. um, and, and compassionate, I feel soft. Yeah. Yeah. Because right now we're not we're not getting that from the leadership and the government to, you know, there's there's a lot of beautiful individuals embodying it on social media and in their own ways. But 
I feel like it's upon us and our responsibility in this lifetime to create the infrastructure and the systems and communities and groups to bring the individuals together to really shine a light and put a, and put mics in front of the individuals that are actually embodied in their compassionate masculine feminine energies that have a strong brilliant mind of how to create balance on this planet you know these are complex issues that we're facing in our time but um thank you for first healing yourself accepting yourself and now stepping into this new level of expressing yourself mm. because uh it's fun for me to watch and i'm sure for everybody else that's been following your journey as well wow brother thank you so much oh that feels so good yeah. mm. <laughs> <laughs> Just allowing that to just penetrate, that feels really, really good. And because um, it's been work, man. It, it, the fucking work works is what one of my good friends, Brandon Collinsworth, said. The work fucking works. Yeah. The work works. And there's no end goal to this. It's like it's an ever ending, just beautiful journey of us continuing to evolve and play, allow. Um, and I'm just, the work works, brother. And I'm just so grateful for that, for that acknowledgement. Um, for the way you see me and just feeling into that mm. for, for myself too. Just like what has had to, what I've had to do to, to, to step into this yeah. embodiment. Cause it takes time, you know, it takes, it does, it takes time and not rushing the process either, you know, giving yourself the grace to fully come into you know, the, the dynamic, the, the freaking unbelievable dynamic of who we are, both the masculine and the feminine and the, the strong and the soft, you know, and um, as Aubrey says, the warrior and the poet, yeah. right? And it's just like, I think it's really beautiful and I'm just, I'm really excited to connect more with those that are on the path. You know, that's, that's, I want to connect more. I think community is so important now more than ever before. And it's like, you know, we're all in this together. And yeah. so much of my, earlier in my career was the lone wolf. And now it's like, all right, like wolf pack, like, let's go. Like, yeah. let's like support each other. I love the ecosystem right now in the conscious collective where we're all supporting one another. The mudita mindset of, you know, celebrating each other with joy and, and you know, it's just, it's really dope to see. And when we can step into that and fully recognize there's more for you to step into this work, there is more for you in, in allowing yourself to, to heal and to have this new awareness and to practice, to be in the practice of it and to be in the vulnerability of that and to slowly come into the embodiment. It's like all of a sudden you start to attract phenomenal friends people that love you that see you that can acknowledge you the way that you just acknowledge, acknowledge each other and it's mm -hmm. and like and like fucking receive that you know how many times throughout my life someone would try to say a compliment to me and i was just like right away like yeah you know just not not able to feel it right you know just because i was so caught up in trying to look a certain way <laughs> and trying to you know that like i couldn't even allow myself to to uh, to feel what it feels like to be seen yeah. Um, because I was too scared to look at myself. And so thank you, brother. And I'm just, I'm excited to see more, more, yeah. more of you that are on the path. That's connect for sure. Yeah. Amazing, man. Beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing your journey today, your story, your insight, your profound individual. Um, is there anything on your heart that we haven't touched on today that you want to speak to that you want to share? Refine? Wow. Um, I feel, I feel, I feel complete, brother. Yeah, this is really beautiful. And I feel like there's like, 
there's more. It leaves room for more, right? For sure. So there's, there's, there'll be more of this with us. And I'm so stoked to see what me and you can continue to create together. But more importantly, our friendship. Yeah. It feels so cool to go and deepen our friendship. Yeah. And so thank you again, brother, for having me on. And uh, yeah, excited to uh, see what's to come. And and thank you to your audience, you guys, for receiving me and listening to this. And uh, I'm excited to kind of any feedback. I my 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 um my only request would be like you know, feedback. I'm looking to grow. I want to know like, okay, where can I get more potent with my message? What resonated with you? What, you know, what connected with you so that I can continue to refine this message? You know, the book is still in its early infancies. I'm, you know, getting ready to kind of go and talk to publishers. We're in the, still in the early phases of writing it, the artwork that goes into it, the way that I want to actually release that. How do I want to release that in the new paradigm? Um, And so it's definitely, I'm taking my time with that. It'll be a 2023 release and so any way that you can give me feedback if you feel called to support um i would love to connect with you amazing and where can people find you if they do want to connect socials website um so i'm on instagram at gerard adams and really uh it's a great question i feel like recently in this essence of wanting to go deeper like i would say just, you know, get in touch with me via email mm. um, if you feel called, which can be through my website or ga at gerardadams.com. And if you want to learn more about the project in itself, please uh, just sign up um, to be an email at fydlyd.com, which stands for fuck you, dad, love you, dad. <laughs> um, heal the father wound and become the leader of your lineage. And so, yeah, fydlyd.com. Beautiful. Links in the description for that as well. Amazing, man. Thank you, brother. Thank you so much. This has been a pleasure of mine. Um, mutually, just I feel the general general excitement of like where this friendship is going and then also what we get to co-create on this planet in our life and all the things, man. So thank you, thank you, thank you. I appreciate you. Hey, the grandfather in me sees the grandfather in you. <laughs> I <brother>. love it. <laughs> yes, <laughs> so good. Thank you for this beautiful podcast. Thank you to all those that have been tuning in to this episode of the Know Thyself podcast. We deeply appreciate you for one, even just being interested in this type of content, for doing the work within yourself, um, for healing the father and the mother within you so that you can then go and leave a leadership, lead your own lineage and leave your own legacy in a powerful way, in a potent way. We share clips on both YouTube, on our separate YouTube's clip channel, which is linked in the description where we cut up short pieces of content from these long episodes and put them on there as well. And, you know, Instagram, you can check out Gerard's and mine as well. And on Know Thyself, where we share little reels and snippets of this content. And yeah, like Gerard said, let us know what has resonated with you in the comment section below. We appreciate you deeply. Thank you so much. Until next time, be well.